What's up, guys? Uh, hope everyone's having a Merry Christmas. Tate and I are taking the week off uh, for our holiday, spend some time with the family. Thank you for listening, though. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for helping One Shining Podcast uh, reach, the, reach the heights that it's gone to. Thank you for dropping the bag. It really means a lot to us. Uh, since we're taking the week off, we did not want to leave you guys without anything to listen to because you know you love us so much. So what we did is we made our boss come on the air with us, Tate. Bill Simmons, he's going to talk college basketball. We made it happen. So we're going to talk to Bill Simmons here in a second and talk about some of the programs that should be better but aren't or used to be good but aren't. We're, the, the premise is kind of loose, but we had some fun with it. And yeah, it's basically sleeping giants. So programs that should be good, we made up some rules so that we, you know not everybody in America would say their school should be good, and we're going to see what happens. It's going to be in two parts. This will yep. be the first part, and then we'll have the second part coming out later in the week. Enjoy it. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, we are here uh, in our boss's office, Tate, Bill Simmons. Um, so to, to kind of lay the groundwork here, Bill comes to us. He says, I want to come on your podcast and talk about Holy Cross. We say, this is February we say, 2017. We say, <laughs> okay, but I'm not sure the people care about Holy Cross. And then he's like, we'll make them care. We'll figure out a concept. And this is what we came up with. Is that how it went down? Is that how you remember it? It's 50% true. <laughs> In the year of 50% truth, 2017, it was 50% true. Now, I, I was telling you guys, it really bothers me that Loyola Marymount doesn't have a good basketball yeah. team. Because when <laughs> I was living on the East Coast, I know nothing. And all I know from about LA is like what I see on TV and Battle of Network Stars and things like that. I just assume everything's on the ocean. Yeah. So you watch 90210 and it's like they're in Beverly Hills and I'm like, let's go to the beach. And two minutes later, they're there. You don't realize like USC is is basically downtown LA, not a nice part, and UCLA is in uh, Westwood, Westwood. which is like might as well be in Pasadena. But Loyola Marymount's actually on the ocean, Marina Del Rey, and has a basketball history, and it makes no sense why they aren't good. Bill's very excited for Loyola Marymount. I am. I'm excited for a lot of these. So let's explain the concept, Tate. what, what is the concept? The con- Go ahead. The concept is Sleeping Giants, right? So it's great programs that should be good. They have the location. They have the history. They have the recruiting ground. All these different things. Like, why are they not good? So we had to come up with rules because there's a lot of teams. Every single program would come to us and say, well, we would be good because of this. So we had to come up with rules. The, the three rules that we have. Rule number one. No title in the last 50 years. That's na- dating back to 1967. And 50 years is a long time because that's, very long that's time, yeah. even older than me. Exactly. Yeah. Number two, no Final Four in the last 30 years, which is good. Yeah. No, it, it knocked off some teams that would have been in the mix. but These are these are admittedly arbitrary cutoffs, but... Yeah, I don't you know how you settled at 30 and not 25 or I'm 35, 30. but it's that's all right. It's because it's the last time Indiana won a national title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. They're to keep Indiana that's, off the but list. But that's a good reason, though. I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah, He's smart, baby. Uh, number three, no top 10 picks. Since the NBA lottery started in 1985 with Pat Ewing. That's yeah, number one. That one pick. actually makes sense because 85 was the lottery started and the NCAA tournament went to 64 teams. So 85 kind of makes sense as a cutoff point and, with these and, sorts and of And it also knocks out St. John's. So St. John's would have been on this list with the, that yeah. criteria we had. But Chris Mullen was the seventh pick that year. So we so, knocked out St. John's. So that was a good way to just, you so know. So that's what we're doing. We're yeah. talking about the programs that uh, either used to be good uh, not really, never, never were good, but like we're, we're just confused. What what happened? Why have, why have they never figured it out? Why why are they not a dynasty? Yeah, we should mention St. John's really quickly though, because yeah. Sean Fantasy, I saw him today, New Yorker, Long Island guy, and he thinks St. John's is one of the great missed opportunities because it's like, yes. it's, 
there should be a good, awesome New York City school that if mm-hmm. I'm a 10 year old in Coney Island or wherever, and I'm like, someday I'm going to play for those guys. And St. John's by default is probably the pick, but it's in Queens, which I think hurts. St. And John's they've had some mismanagement. Yeah. But that, but it, there's no other New York school that you would say that's like NYU is not going to be the school. So mm-hmm. who else? Nobody. Well, CCNY had the chance until they the point Let's so let's go through it like this. Uh, oh, I I have this listed to give people a better idea to explain the concept. Miami, TCU, and SMU right mm-hmm. now are perfect examples of of a success story in this. Like Miami, maybe ten years ago, you would have looked at and said, "Why is Miami not good? You have a great location. You're playing in the ACC. How's how is Jimmy it? Graham playing?" And then Jim Laranega comes down there. He's tapped yep. into it. He's starting to figure it out. The yep. same sort of thing is happening at TCU with with Jamie Dixon. The same thing happened at S- is sort of happening. Not quite. That TCU-SMU rivalry is going to be awesome, by the we're way. We're pretty sure that Larry Brown made this exact list before he took the SMU <laughs> job, and then he picked SMU and was like, I'm going to Dallas, yeah. I'm taking those kids, and I'm bringing them in. So and that now gives you an idea. We, we, we're identifying these programs as a place that Larry Brown can go coach <laughs> <laughs> and shoot his ass off and bring him so, back to So we hope he's listening. So well, I think Louisville's a good example, even though they, yeah. they hadn't been dormant for that long, but... They yeah, died yeah, for a while, good. and yeah. then when they got Patino, he rejuvenated them. But it was always one of those things like, why isn't Louisville good? What did we do wrong? Yeah. They, and I yeah. think that's just the concept of this is, yeah. what did we do wrong? Why aren't these Why aren't these schools better? Mm-hmm. So um, we're, we we kind of categorize them a little bit. We're going to start with the dinosaurs is, mm. what, is kind of what we decided. These were the teams that were good back in the 50s. So are we running maybe? through the honorable mentions? No, these are the real ones. No the, honorable you you want to do the honorable mentions first? Yeah, I think right, we need to build up. All right. They're like the appetizers. <laughs> it's like this is the chicken right. finger fried mozzarella we're, stick portion of the pod. I was, I was trying to get Holy Cross out of the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I, th- I thought those were the appetizers. <laughs> uh, so, honorable mentions. I felt like Nebraska should have been on there. Nebraska has, is the only power conference team that has not won an NCAA tournament game. It's a football school. But that, this was my point. Yeah. This, to me... There are a lot of football schools that have kind of like figured out a way to harness the football money, the football tension, and and turn it into something with basketball. Like find a moment with basketball. I don't get and that. Nebraska's Just like Ohio never, State did in the mid. But it's not like there's like a slew of awesome Nebraska yeah, basketball players, and they're also a football school. And and but pe- would Ty you want to play is really Nebraska? upset right now? No, but th- that's true of like a lot of places that are that are like. Would you want to play? You could say the same thing about like Lawrence, Kansas. Who wants we to go say there? Same thing play? about Oklahoma. Yeah, or like who wants to go to Oklahoma? You could say I, that. I just think Nebraska. I think football. They have, and they're not the even way, good at that anymore. So. Nebraska yeah. has like the greatest facilities. I've I've never been to them, but everyone raves. That that's how you know you're a bad program is when like <laughs> they, they they you watch Nebraska basketball games. They're like, well, they're not very good right now, but you should check out this practice facility Great. they just built. It's yeah, really nice. Totally. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's one. Penn State was another one, another football school that I felt like when you own, they kind of like own the state, not necessarily, I guess Pitt's kind of in there, but like that, that was what my thought with Nebraska is that every, you, you own an entire state and Penn State's in the same thing where you're owning, I mean, I guess Philadelphia schools. I would say Pitt, the five like, Philly schools plus you have Pittsburgh. But Philly, Philly. It's a pretty crowded state. It's a big state though. Pennsylvania is way bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but Penn State's like the brand when you think of Pennsylvania. Like that's the first school that comes to mind, and they've never been able to figure it out with basketball. I was I was doing research by the way. This is how bad it is at Penn State. In 2011, that was the last year they they went to the NCAA tournament. Um, they they towards the end of the year they had a good thing going. They thought they were going to maybe make the tournament. They got kicked out of their own gym for two weeks because Bon Jovi wanted to rehearse <laughs> for his concert. Wow. <laughs> he took over their practice gym and their. Uh, 
in their main arena to rehearse for his concert. If I'm playing basketball at Pennsylvania, I'm not going. I'm not going to Penn State, and I think Bon Jovi should have kicked those kids out. <laughs> and I think a it's lot a of that, too, affairs. is like you want to be the star, so if you go to Penn State, you know that the football team are the stars. Even if they have helmets on, everyone knows everyone on the football team. No one's going to care about you. Yeah. It happens at schools yeah. like that. It yeah. happens. Sometimes football can overpower. Yeah. Uh, we, we had Ole Miss on here just because it's the same yeah. sort of concept. These were like the football schools that were just, why have you not figured out? Ole Miss is kind of close to Memphis. There's a lot of talent out in Memphis. Um, Ole Miss could take Memphis's corner. I'm not. I'm not against that one. It's we're not, a good honorable mention. And by the way, we should we should reiterate like we're not saying these programs should be like dynasties. Just they should be relevant to the conversation. These, these are these are programs that are absolutely terrible. And mm-hmm. why have they, why have they never been relevant? And we can't figure out. Yeah, like, the how, Blindside Dad is like the number one Ole Miss alum that you hear about basketball. Yeah. It's like the two oh, guy. guy. <laughs> Bill, do, you know, <laughs> do you remember Marshall Henderson at Ole Miss from like a few years ago? He's yeah. the yeah okay. The, those are the two psycho. guys. The two is Tui, is Sean Tui and Marshall Henderson. Those, those, that, the, those aren't good guys to represent the brand. I think the problem is when you're you can't even figure out football when you're in football school. It's tough to also then concentrate on figuring out basketball. It's very hard. Yeah, that's the. It would um, be cool if they were good though. Even the schools that are good at both uh, aren't really good at both for yeah. long. Alabama is a good example. It feels like, like they're successful both, but they're really not. Ohio State's basketballs. good. At, like every single school you think, like Michigan, even like their basketball team starts to suck or their foot. Like you always have to have one big program and one kind of second tier thing going on. Who else do we have for honorable? Uh, Duquesne. Yeah, that was a good one. That, That's that a good was one. very close to making the list, but it is the only. I've school, been to Pittsburgh. You've been to Pittsburgh. Right? I've been to Pittsburgh. Duquesne many times, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know if there's room for two. It's not that big of a city. Duquesne is the only school to ever have back-to-back number, number one picks. picks. Yep. And this this happened in the fifties, granted, but still. <laughs> Who are the two? Let me guess. Oh. Uh, I can't. Who is yeah. it? Uh, I, I don't know. Charlie Schreier. I don't. Know. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> you could have said any name. We'd be like, yeah, sure. White guys, <laughs> definitely white guys. Um, so I I famously campaigned for the Duquesne job this past summer. They they Duquesne has gotten so bad that they basically had like four or five people accept the job. Because they threw a ton of money at them. They're like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll get a Coach Duquesne. I've heard of this program. And then they get there and actually like look at what they've inherited. And they're like, it's... never mind, I'm out. And they couldn't hire anybody. And um, so I threw my name in the – I threw my hat in the ring. And that's I a I sign a that they shouldn't and, be on the list yeah. when it's so bad that you're throwing your <laughs> but hat in the ring. But that's what's so frustrating is like how do you have, how do you have a program that, had, that went to a Final Four, had two number one picks – I don't know. They have like a storied history, but what happened to Duquesne? They haven't had a. They, they haven't earned one... the dinosaur status where like there's hope for a future. So they're just that's why they're honorable mention. They could be a dinosaur, but Are they're they not Atlantic? really. What they're a ten? Yeah, yeah Atlantic. That's like another problem. Yeah. Well, you got See, VCU, Richmond. That's some yeah. of the ones we have in the final twelve are are schools that actually could take over and get a bid every right, year if they right. played it correctly. Like the, to me, Gonzaga is the model, and I don't think any of us thirty years ago would have said, you know, who should have been awesome is Gonzaga, but. They just dominated in this one conference for a long time, and now they have this little mini Gonzaga, dynasty. I got a great Gonzaga story coming, by the way. What, what was Indiana State? What conference is that? That's Missouri Valley. That was the Wichita State Conference. Yeah, so that could have been Indiana. The, they were an yeah. honorable mention, too. We had yeah. the, Bill wanted to talk about uh, Indiana. He, he thought Larry Bird. Um, being an Indiana native, Indiana State has never, <laughs> never been relevant. It's like, it's like a like, part of Indiana that even Indianans look down on? Yeah, like the only yeah. reason... <laughs> Indiana State is not like a sleeping giant. The only reason they were ever relevant is because Larry Bird didn't get along with Bob Knight, and that's it. And Kent Benson. Yeah, was he quit and went to Indiana State. He didn't like Kent Benson or Bob Knight, so he's like, I'm going to go to a different school in Indiana and went to Indiana State, and that's it. So well, if that let's never say happened, this, though. As a child of the 70s, you would have, I would have just 
assume that the four biggest schools for basketball, knowing nothing, were yeah. UCLA, Indiana State, DePaul, and I don't even know Michigan would be the fourth Michigan, one. But yeah. I just DePaul was a giant when I was a kid, and then and they just disappeared. Indiana State yeah, should have been able to parlay the bird thing. At the very least, like there should always be like a Butler late 70s Indiana State type of smaller Indiana school that's just kind of grabbing the kids that aren't yes. quite sexy enough for Indiana. Me. The me's of the world. The use <laughs> of the world. <laughs> exactly. Could I have got, been you, Titus. Indiana State was recruiting me. Maybe that's why I'm like bitter about them. Like, I, I could have played there. That's how bad they are. <laughs> Do you think we would know each other if you went to Indiana State? I, I, I can't imagine we would. Why, why we, would I, Your blog, part of... Part of why we had noticed it was because it was like you had yeah, famous I, people on your team. Yeah, I would have sucked. I wouldn't have had a blog. I would have played. 20 I think you would have played game. though. Yeah, you I would have been like you might have started. Yeah, I would have played at Indiana State. You could be in the yeah. NBA right now. I could. Oh my god. <laughs> I blame. I gotta say, I blame the legend a little bit for Indiana State. I think he could have cared a little bit more. Plus, he's there. He's still around. He's having he his little I think night, he kind of used the program and then just moved on. You That's why, but I don't like that though. I, I don't either. The legend, you know, same thing with the Celtics. Although the different reasons there, you've had a falling out with the owners, but I, the legend should step in with Indiana State. Seems like he's sort of selfish. It. You got it. Yeah. Top, <laughs> little selfish. <laughs> top five uniforms though. Oh yeah, the baby blues are just unbelievable. Ter- Terre Haute is just. I, I know many people from Terre Haute. Greg Owens actually from Terre Haute originally. He was he he moved to Indianapolis to to. So there's the actually, there's the story. If they had kept him home, yeah, they could have kept him home. <laughs> sent him to Indiana State. He would where Butler is versus where Indiana State is. What's right what's now? Like more remote. Oh, Butler's in Indianapolis. Butler's, Butler's oh, it's like in a, Indianapolis. Yeah, it's like oh. legit. Yeah, so they have no chance. No Butler's, chance. Yeah, yeah. Indiana yeah. State has no chance. Yeah, not that's happening. too bad. Uh, and then the last ones we had were Loyola, Chicago, who won it, uh, the title in 1963. Did and we Texas. investigate where they were? What, what are they mean? in Chicago yeah, or in are Chicago. they like in the outskirts? Yeah, it's in Chicago. Um, so, so we have to decide between them and DePaul, and I think we both we, know we, our We chose DePaul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We chose DePaul. But Loyola was famous for... Um, integrating. Integrating, yeah. yes. So the story behind them is the Texas Western team that got the movie made after them. Glory yeah. Road. They were the first team... Not to, a great movie. They, oh, were the, no. they were the team, to, the first team to start five black guys in yeah. the game. But Loyola won the national title in 63, three years earlier. And they started four black guys, and like that was apparently the the actual integration. Not a good enough move. Not a good enough idea know, for right. a movie. <laughs> yeah. but the story, I, the, the, honest to God, the rule was like you can only play three black guys at a time. And Loyola said, mm-hmm. "What if? Hold on, stick with us. What if we played four? And, and then everyone's, everyone's like, heads exploded. Yeah. Let's have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on, calm down. The and movie they, should have but, been about the one white guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the starting five. Holding on that, to the older era. That, uh, uh, He's like, should have gone to Duquesne. Yeah, I was like, fuck. <laughs> they, never get the, they never get the love, though. Everyone talks about the Texas Western team. Well, I like, think that movie the, really ruined the story for UTEP. Yeah. What well, now it's known as UTEP. So yeah. that, that, that movie was that's bad. A whole, Loyola that, was the one that really... That's a whole wake on the ringer of sports movies that ruined the idea that should have been a good sports movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember the Titans Glory made it there. better because the movie was so good they made that story better? Like, Herman Boone was actually a bad guy. And they guy. made up a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That is like the Disney-fied version of that story. Exactly. Um, that's it. That's our honorable mentions. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we had we had uh, we had we, the just miss list. We had the just misses. I had one that I threw that I thought of after I talked to you guys yesterday. I think you can make a case that UVM should should be good. Do it. It's you have all these states past Massachusetts, so you got Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Um, that's really it. Those those three. <laughs> <laughs> McGill. Uh, UVM's a good UVM's a good school. I forget what conference they're in. 
Uh, um, America East, maybe? But it's one that they <laughs> could know. get the bid, potentially. Yeah. And it's actually... I. I know people went to UVM. It's one of those schools. I don't know if you have a selection bias with people who went to schools. I'm going to tell you what school mm-hmm. they went to. I like UVM graduates. I've always enjoyed them. <laughs> I have friends who are UVM. I've, I've never, never met, met anyone, anyone from, from UVM where I'm like, uh, ah, that dude Ryan sucks. Ryan from UVM. Is it? That's, that's, all, they yeah, all bring something to the table, around. and I think it would be fun if they yeah. had a good team. So I just wanted would, to make they, my they case do. on that. By the way, they do kind of have a good team. Yeah, they do. They, they, do, they, like, they were they, in the mix. They made the tournament. Yeah, they always kind of have a good team. They're a good 13 seed. So these are the ones we actually went with. Um, this is exciting. We're going to start with, again, the, the dinosaurs, the, the programs that were great back in the day that are no longer great. Um, this is the Bill Simmons special. You, you actually brought this up to me, and I thought you were crazy, and then I researched it more, and I actually i am on board now. Seattle. Yeah. I, w- I want to hear your thoughts first as to why you thought Seattle. Uh, They've a couple you. great things. Okay, go ahead. First of all, Elgin Baylor, one of like the 12 greatest basketball players of all time. Went to Seattle in yep. the late in the late fifties. So the little history. I like when the school had the one amazing guy. Like Holy Cross is like this too, where we had Heinsohn and Kuzi, mm-hmm. and we won titles. And now it's like a million years ago, but it's still there's a little DNA. The campus is cool. I don't know when you if you guys have been to I've Seattle, been but it's like it's right in the middle of everything, and it's a nice campus, and it's one of the fastest growing cities we have. And there's a ton of money, and you know you look at like Phil Knight with Oregon football. And he's just throwing a shitload of money in there to make Oregon football good. It's like, this could be Jeff Bezos trying to find reasons to make us like him when he's as he slowly owns the entire universe. It's like, oh, this is one of my passions. I'm bringing back Seattle basketball. It's like, plus it would be cool to have just Seattle, like Duke, Seattle, Final Four. Like It just feels like they should have a team. That's my case. So the, the the obvious problem is Washington is in Seattle, University of Washington. But I but um, I said this to you, like I'm fine taking Washington's corner. What corner yeah. am I taking? They just they they <laughs> right. they lost Lorenzo Omar, so now they're struggling to yeah, see they, how they're they've get had players a lot up of there. Players that arrived there in suspicious circumstances, and then <laughs> yeah. the team's underachieved. Like that's not a corner. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's you're not wrong. Like the more I looked into it, it, actually made sense that you could conceivably like let Washington be the football school in Seattle, and Seattle can be the basketball. Seattle can be like the Butler and. Just be in downtown Seattle. I think there's room for both. Yeah. What I, sounds like a better feud? Seattle versus Oregon or Washington versus Oregon? This, I mean, they both sound pretty good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seattle versus Oregon. That sounds like a feud, right? Yeah. Seattle's a great city, too. I mean, with all the stuff going on there, I mean, it's a way to draw people in. And it's like, even if you're not going to be a star at the school, you could get a job in Seattle. Yeah. So you could actually intern. sell that whole angle. You know, it's like, well, it's not just about basketball. So you get some smart kids in there, too, divvy it up. I don't know. It works uh, out. They, what conference are they in? West. Co- well, they used to be in the West Coast Conference. Yeah, I don't remember what the WCC now. now. So they they went back down to Division Two, oh. and then they had to go back to. Then in 2009, they get back to D1. They reapply to go back to the WCC. They deny them. <laughs> Jesus. This, is, this is a team that went to the 1958 title game, lost to Kentucky, could have won the game without Adolph Rupp doing some you know some, some shiesty things to get Elgin thing. Baylor fouled yeah. out of the game, yeah. and mm-hmm. they didn't even let him back in the conference. So that's the thing also the, they're dealing with. They're not in the WCC, which would have been great the for them. The thing I saw on... So where are they then? Lost. They're like free agents? Yeah, I, did, I, I actually There's some know. small conference. Yeah. I saw... Um, on that's, a, that's a travesty. Wiki- so WCC blew it. Wikipedia said that uh, Seattle in the 1960s produced more NBA players than any other program in the country. Hmm. Wait, I wasn't what? Around to, yeah, right? That doesn't it's shocking. Conceivable. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem right. But I don't know. I What's, trust. They're in the Western Athletic Conference. The WAC. The WAC. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's not bad. The wax not bad. But the wax been blown up over the past few years with the Mountain West and all this. I like the wax. Yeah. yeah. Who's in the wax now? Like Boise State? They, and no, no. They went to Boise the Mountain State's West. Boise State's the Mountain West? Yeah. These conferences are so dumb. It's, Once BC um, left the left the Big East, it was all, uh, all hell broke loose. So this is what happened to Seattle because I was I was curious about this because they like I said they had in the sixties they were great they had Elgin Baylor uh, in, in the late fifties, um, what I saw said in the seventies Boeing struggled all the like all the jobs in Seattle were Boeing jobs yeah Boeing started struggling people were moving out of Seattle and they couldn't they didn't have enough money to, like fund the athletic program ah oh. so they started cutting funding they moved them down to NAIA. And then the Sonics come in in 70, they win the title in 77. 79, and then when yeah. people start coming, or 79, yeah. yeah. And then when people start coming back, uh, the money starts pouring in, they all want to go towards the Sonics, and it's just never really recovered. Jeff Bezos, this is, this is so your destiny. We, we Forget take about the Pelicans, we throw them dollars. back to the Sonics, and we also bring back Seattle basketball all in one swoop. And there you go. We saved Seattle basketball. You got Anthony Davis That's, in Seattle. Yeah. You have a rejuvenated Seattle college basketball team. I'm in. I'm moving. It's very I'm much about, an uphill climb. Houses. It is very much an uphill climb at this point, like going up against Washington. But it can happen. That's the cool thing about ba- basketball. You can like turn it around quickly. We know what it, it takes. It's the Jimmy Chitwood. Yeah. You need the guy who's from there who's like, right. I'm from Seattle. I'm bringing yeah. this program back. Had, Think the, about uh, if Jamal Crawford had thought about this you know, 15 years ago. He's like, I just want right. to go to Seattle and just take over. The That's kid. our worst fear of this is that Jamal Crawford is the coach that brings back <laughs> Seattle. And he's a disaster. By the way, they're, they're also competing with Gonzaga, which is kind of a problem I feel as like well. Gonzaga can get Gonzaga's taken down international now. now they're everywhere Mark Gonzaga's Few's been there for yeah. it's yeah. not cool to go to Gonzaga anymore they're like they're <laughs> a top 10 school yeah you might as well go to Duke at that point it's the same thing alright so uh, alright that's one in the speak, book Seattle speaking of Gonzaga uh, the next one we're going to talk about is San Francisco Bill mm, Russell yeah. another one another legacy one the reason I want to talk about this is because I have a juicy conspiracy theory here so Bill, uh, Bill Russell and Casey Jones in the 50s went back-to-back titles at San Francisco, 55 and 56. People forget. Uh, they go, San Francisco goes to seven Elite Eights in a 20-year span from 55 to 74. That's really, really good. Seven Elite Eights in 20 years is insane. That's very, very good. Uh, in 1977, they start 26-0 and and are number one team in the country with Bill Cartwright. So they're still, like, even in the 77, they're still a good team. I remember that team. team. Then in the in the early eighties, late at late seventies, early eighties, they get put on probation because, as it turns out, they've been cheating their asses off. Like, <laughs> like you wouldn't even believe academic fraud, paying players. Was that was? I remember a Quentin Daly thing that was bad. Quentin Daly hits a he, woman. Wait, average, he was way. I think he did way more yeah, than he that. Yeah, probably did more than that. He was like, if you had him in two thousand seventeen, we would like he would be an yeah, yeah, electric stretcher. Yeah. We'll so, be able to talk about. Yeah. Him. So Quinn Daly gets arrested. So the the program's under probation, and the the president says basically says like a zero tolerance thing. Then Quentin Daly gets arrested for assaulting a woman. Yeah. At, at, during the trial or the court proceedings or whatever, it comes come to find out he he had been getting paid. Um, for a no-show job by a booster. Yeah, and that the, was it. The president said, this is out of control. I'm cutting basketball. And he, he they do a self-imposed death penalty. And San Francisco, I think, has been to one NCAA tournament since. And there was one other piece of that is Sports Illustrated carried just a crazy amount of weight back then because we didn't have the internet. You basically had your local newspaper mm-hmm. in Sports Illustrated. And they did one of those big SI stories. Yeah, like a on big feature piece. How yeah. corrupt the US, USF situation was. And that killed it. So here's here's my juicy conspiracy theory. 
the president who did the self-imposed death penalty, as far as I know, this is the only time a school's ever self-imposed said we're... Yeah, that's unheard of. Usually you wait till the NCAA does it for you, right? The president of San Francisco who made that decision holds two degrees from Gonzaga. He went to undergrad at Gonzaga. Oh, he got his master's degree at Gonzaga. So this this president, Bill is yeah, in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. He he steps down as president of San Francisco in 1991. Gonzaga's first NCAA tournament happens in 1995, and they've like just been a dynasty ever since. Interesting. So he I, fell on the I sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good one. You you San Francisco, obviously, great place to. You know, especially the Warriors are in town. They could get all the trickle down. The people who can't go to the Warriors mm-hmm. games will go to their games. I like the USF is fun to say. SF, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Bill Russell thing, he's still alive. If you're yes. going to do it. He won't go there, by the way. He's disowned that. But you win him back. You win back Russell. Why did you disown him? I, you know, he played there in the 50s. I'm sure stuff oh. happened that he wasn't happy about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I think you have to do it while he's alive. So, so they, they have, have these, a couple years left. They have a bunch of these AAU schools that are now up in Napa, and like they're basically like like these Croatian guys. They're all going to these AAU schools that are up in Napa Valley. Like Otan Jankovic is one of these guys. He's going to be like the number one Croatian. He's like number one Croatian player. He's like 16 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, what if these Croatians come up, play AAU basketball up in Silicon Valley area? They get and then, funneled to and USF. And they funnel them down to SF. You get some international players in there. Then you get like one or two kids that love the Warriors, grow up shooting threes, put them in the program, flip this whole thing around. So Eddie Q, oh, he won't do this because he's a Duke guy. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. I was thinking like, because uh, <laughs> he's so big in the Warriors, this could be his next passion is to be rejuvenate USF. But well, who knows when Kay leaves, with he, might, he might say he's done with Ooh. Duke. He's tired in the cross-country flights. When Kay leaves. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> dragging dies. his bones out of there. USF, so, great one. Yeah, good that, choice. That's a very good one. Yeah. I by the way, the Good unis too, right? The green? Oh yeah. I forgot another key piece of my conspiracy. Gonzaga joined the conference, joined the WCC that that San Francisco is in the exact same year that all the probation stuff started happening. So Well, he definitely fell on the sword for everyone. Like the president, as soon as they he realized this is a, you know, my school's rival is these people. Yeah. And the 1957 Final Four, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Lenny Rosenbluth. All right, so here's here's our next dinosaur. Holy Cross. Holy hell. The Holy Cross, the Holy Cross C words as we call them these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> let it slide, let it slide. Uh what what to you is the problem and why was it why why did why did Holy Cross turn down the Big East invitation in nineteen eighty? That's to me was the problem. Is, is that the problem? Is that we spent so much time talking about this when I was there in the late eighties because sports was such a big part of the school. It was, it was one of the reasons I went there. The football team was like almost undefeated when I was there. Our basketball team, like Lionel Simmons, the L train came in from LaSalle. Like we were trying to make the tournament every year. It still mattered. But and we would always talk about the Big East and be like <laughs> Holy Cross versus BC could have been like one of the great rivalries and was for a while and they just didn't want to do it like all the priests who ran the school they they just something about the Big East when we did the 30 for 30 about it um, all my notes were like can we get more Holy Cross in this like but <laughs> we mentioned it but it wasn't uh, Ezra did that by the way the guy did the OJ one but yeah, the they wheel. just it's a it's a great fork in the road and it cost the school a lot of money I think because thing with basketball if you're going to go, I think at that point, though, you had to go in for everything. I don't think you could have yeah. picked and choose which ones. So it came down to all the scholarships you needed for all the different sports. But if you do it correctly with basketball, 
you're talking 12 scholarships on the on the boys side and the girls side it's 24 total it's a good business decision yeah you know you gotta you gotta have an awesome practice facility so that's like 40 million um you gotta pay a coach whatever a couple million but other than that if you if you play it right it's smart business and it's also like it's, it's hard to find a school that has won a national title like there's there's only a few schools that, that have DNA. won national championships so when you have a school like holy cross to say Hey, we've won a national championship. You can sell that and to anybody and be like, okay, well, they right. have reached the pinnacle before. We can flip this thing around again, which I think it's weird that how many, you never hear that. How many at the time, how many Big East schools at the time had won, like in 1980, had won national titles exactly. as they yeah. were forming it? Yeah. It was, it That's why they yeah. asked us first. Yeah. Um, couple other advantages Worcester, which is like 45 minutes from Boston, two hours to New York, highway. It's just, it's a good central location. Um, and then the conference. The the I think it's still called the Patriot League. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it's still it the Patriot League. It's, it's an automatic bid every year. And and you see what, what Gonzaga did in their conference and then St. Mary's took their corner a little bit. But in the Patriot League, it's basically been Bucknell and a little bit of Lehigh. But it'd be just so easy to win eleven straight Patriot Leagues if you had the resources. Wouldn't take much. They've tried. They've just hired the wrong coaches and made the wrong moves over and over again. And now, do you think they're just out of the business? Is there is there no hope for the future? There was a couple. There was. We made it three times last decade, and the one time that all we had to do was win in round one once, and it would have snowballed. Yeah, they were in the playing game just, right. A couple the round one, they're sixteen seed, twenty sixteen. No, we yeah. had there was in two thousand three. We went toe to toe with Marquette and a the guy D-Wade. by the name of yeah. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah. And we're and he's just killing us. And my dad and I are like, "Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> is this guy like having the game of his life? What's happening?" And he like held us off, but we played well in that game. And I think if we had won that game, things would have happened. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, D Wade. Thanks, D Wade. But yeah, if you're picking Patriot League, if we're just going by conference, who could own the conference? They're the logical pick in that conference because you wouldn't want to live in Lehigh or Bucknell. Holy Cross has not been ranked in any pool since 1978, and they mm. could have joined the Big East in 1980. And I don't know. I'm sure it made a lot of sense at the time, but that's a, a big-time what-if. It didn't at the time. It doesn't now, and I'm still <laughs> upset about it. I'm still mad about it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our next one, this is the one I, I thought should be like, if we, were, if we were to rank these, this is my number one, um, Houston. Uh, it's a great one. It's got all the all the. The Houston Cougars, Five Slamma Jamma. I'm actually wearing my Five Slamma Jamma shirt today. One of the great college teams we've ever had. Worthy of a documentary, which they ended up getting. Yeah. They went to, did they go to three? They went to three straight Final Fours, right? 82, 83, Three, three straight Final Fours, two straight finals, and they lost to NC State and Georgetown, right? In 82, yeah. I think they lost to, to Carolina in the yeah. Final Four. Mm-hmm. 83 was the team that should have won it and lost to the NC City State. The low NC State team. And then yep. 84 it's, did not have, Drexler was gone by then. It's bigger than that, good. though, because yeah. just as, because I was there for that, they made college basketball cool. Yeah. College basketball, the 70s of college basketball were not cool and you couldn't even dunk for like half the decade. And then it was like UCLA and centers and and then Larry Bird showed up and he was like a Comet and Magic, but then they were gone. Yeah, 79. But there was never an above the rim team. Yeah. And it was a lot of guys like Jack Givens and guys who were like 6'5 guys. who They were the first team that was like, oh my God, what is this? 
And uh, combined with Louisville and some of the guys they had, it was that was it, man. It I was, love hearing five slamma jamma stories because everyone talk. It makes everyone who tells a story sounds like they're four hundred years old. And they, <laughs> they just how no one had ever dunked before. <laughs> it's like well, it these guys were dunking. Not, it wasn't that you, nobody but, had dunked before, but it, it was more like the style was yeah. unheard of. You yeah. like, like Sam's, so much fun. Samson and Ewing are playing the old school style. Yeah, like it's I all just drop it in. And, yeah, these You're guys a, were like, all we want to do is dunk on people and do alley oops and just fucking lose. You look up like old old uh, newspaper articles about these teams, and they're like Clyde Drexler slam dunks the basketball with such, <laughs> yeah. with such That's grace. That's how boring college like, was. <laughs> college yeah. was, it was just like that. It was very you weren't supposed to. It was almost reserved. show off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was hating on people for showboating. Yeah. So them and Daryl Griffith was big too. Mm-hmm. He was, I think he graduated a year this, before that, but he was. Those were the first guys that you know Dominique at Georgia who. You didn't really get to see because there wasn't a lot of college yeah. basketball on, but that this, was when basketball became fun. This is one I can't really figure out, Houston. This is this is the reason it's my number one is because you have the fourth biggest city in the country. Texas is a big, is it fourth biggest? Houston fifth biggest? Is Phoenix? I don't know. Whatever. Top five city in in the country, in population. Texas is is a basketball state, even though football is king there. They still turn out a ton of basketball recruits every single year. Um, it's a public school, so there's no. I mean, you can't play the whole like we're trying to. Yeah, you can't school. do the. You yeah, can anyone. put in public records requests. The, anyone can yeah. get in. The easy. problem yeah. with that is you can't cheat as, as easily. <laughs> as easy. You, yeah. can't, you can't hide Still your finances. Can. Um, and I never really understood like why it fell apart. I mean, Guy Lewis was there for thirty years, and he's kind of the the reason they were good in the first place. Their coach, but can I just really tell you how much sense. fun you would have had with Guy Lewis if you had a column back then? One was of the that? worst game coaches I've ever seen, <laughs> college or pro. He left. Either Hakeem or Drexler, I'm old now, I can't remember. In the title game, they got four fouls in the first half. One of those two guys. Uh-huh. Four fouls in the first half. <laughs> Is this 83? <laughs> it was in the finals. It, yeah. was, it was, I think, 83. That's There's no way that's ever happened in the title game. He they was sh- so bad. Yeah, that that's a big... That's Good for Valvano. That, Valvano did he get, he get his whole story up there. Oh, my there. God. So thanks to Guy for that. But, uh, but they, they've taken some swings at it. They've just made bad hires. Because I remember when they hired Clyde Drexler... Yeah. That was a big deal. It's like local heroes coming home. It's like he was terrible. He was a terrible coach. And then he just quit. He quit he to like, spend more time with family's way. Well, he quit to be he a terrible. Quit, yeah. He quit to be an announcer. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but like I couldn't even find like a real reason why it all fell apart, even, which is because, you know, like we've talked about Holy Cross had their, you know, didn't join the Big East. That's why they fell apart. I thought they had some like uh, theirs was probation stuff. Well, the best I could find was like conference realignment happened. Like in the in the eighties and nineties, TV contracts started. There's a there's a Supreme Court case. This is probably boring everyone listening, but um, there's a Supreme Court case that basically said that that schools that that the NCAA can't dictate TV market marketing and stuff, and like the schools can market themselves to the TV contract. So you can basically sign your own TV contracts. So when that happened, conferences and they started, were in the Southwestern Conference yeah, at the time. Yeah, conferences started getting together. The SEC like made their own TV deal. They yep. got a ton of money. Then Arkansas is like, I want some of that money. They jump out of the the Southwest, Houston, the Southwestern Conference. And then that and then just whole kind of conference So Houston's yeah. issue was Houston, they didn't jump into the SEC. Yeah, in time. they just kind of didn't. Yeah. They were late to the strike party. Strike when the iron was hot, and that was it. But like, mm-hmm. that doesn't really seem like a death blow, does it? They I mean, had the history, still... great name. Yeah, Houston Cougars. You still right? had, that's yeah. what they are. Yeah, um, uniforms are all right. They should be able to cherry pick every Texas kid. Absolutely, all of them. And they're in a nice big city that is, 
I would imagine it would be fun. And to you go got to Houston college. basketball is back now. Like the Rockets are good. It's fun to play basketball in Houston. Yeah. Like people talk about basketball in Houston. It'll it'll happen. I think this one happens at some point. It'll just and be Samson's the right coach. there. They have and Samson, Samson's there. Yeah, yeah, Samson will do whatever it takes to get anywhere. Yeah. Like they're gonna get one big recruit and everyone's gonna you know kind of raise their eyebrows. But then it's gonna be like, well, Samson's there. Samson's the guy that sunk uh, Indiana. Indiana. Program. I was gonna Samson. say that that's sounds you know more that likely name. that they get blackballed yeah. in three years from playing <laughs> yeah. basketball. That's, but that's what you, Samson's the Larry Brown at Houston. That's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta cheat just get out and I get caught this that's is- what I we would talk about this me and my Holy Cross friends or when there was a rumor at one point that Patino's son might be a Holy Cross coach I forget yes. how many years ago I was like bring him in yeah little Richard let's <laughs> cheat for a couple <laughs> years bring the suitcases of cash let's go slick that hair back where do, I, where do I send my money <laughs> oh yeah you can funnel it through my checking account um <laughs> All right, you want to move, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, so this is Pat. Those are the four dinosaurs. Those were the five, four dinosaurs that used to be great. Seattle. We feel like they can San Francisco, it. Houston, Holy Cross. Those are the big four. Those are good ones. Those are yeah. good four ones. All have real tradition, great players, guys yeah. who could. Yeah. The other good thing we forgot to mention is the the, the legends who can come back. Yes. They're Where all still like, alive. When you're Houston, it's They're like. They're all pioneers. Yeah, yeah. Guess yeah. who's coming back? Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. That's right. a big difference than like. Uh, you know, Tom Heinsohn and Bob Cousy, thank God they're still can alive. Can you imagine the concession ideas, the dream shakes? The oh, sure. yeah, chocolate dream shakes? The throwback jerseys? Yeah, yeah the, you need those that. Those four represent, by the way, like the, the, the worst case scenario horror story for like Indiana. That Indiana fans just think they're like right there to getting back to the top, but... I'm sure you know Holy Cross fans were saying the same things in the well, Indiana's in the weird because yeah, all it's the happening. great players you had, but you never there's you don't have that signature Kuzi Heinsohn guy Isaiah Isaiah, but he was there for two years and yeah. and fought with Bobby Knight the whole time. It is time. true. I, Indiana Indiana's problem is that it's it, like Ken Benson. It's it, Indiana. It's always about the team, and it was always about the. Well, you they, they don't the, have names on the back of the, the jerseys before the people. And yeah. when you did that, when you excommunicated Bobby Knight, that kept you from getting Sean right. May. Scott May is now basically hanging out at North Carolina. You lose a big guy like that. You don't have Isaiah coming back on campus. He's in Atlanta no, doing Isaiah TV did work. Him. Yeah, so really, like, the guy was Bobby Knight. It was got, the, got, he was the legend. We got a Victor Oladipo though. <laughs> He's making it happen. Don't laugh, man. But He's like the ninth best uh, player in the league. I know, but they don't. Uh, Depot. But no, that like that's Indiana's thing. They they don't they don't re- prop up individual players. They don't retire jerseys. They don't put names on the backs. It's Let me like, tell you this: Will Sheehy is welcome to come yeah, back, yeah, and that's the go. problem. I will uh, say, watching Celtics Pacers the other night, the crowd and the Depot and Depot and that connection is like kind of Reggie Millerish now. It's all amazing. Of a sudden. They mm-hmm. they like lose He's, their fucking he is minds. One hundred percent the most popular Pacers. Oh my since god, Miller, for sure. Has he, might, to be. he might be the most popular ever by the time he's done playing. IUK to comes back and yeah, becomes like that's amazing. an all-star immediately. I'm actually into the Pacers I'll, now. I'm kind of into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. uh, all they need is Cody Zeller. All right, moving on. So those were the four dinosaurs. This next one, uh, Princeton. We'll say. Well, I'll just throw it out there. Um, I'm not really sure they can. We can really. F- what the ceiling is for them? Like I feel like I feel like with Houston, Houston could actually. I I envision a scenario where Houston can actually be like a top ten program every single year. Um, Princeton, I'm not. Really, they they kind of have well, some obvious obstacles, but. Tate, you really like this one. Well, the obvious op- obstacle is that they can't do scholarships because they're in the Ivy League. But right. for anyone that has a brain, you know that the Ivy League figures out other ways to give them "quote unquote" scholarships. I mean, they they set them up in nice places to live. You know, they they figure it out. They beat the system. They, they only figured it out recently, though. Yes, like they were very they were they were holding on to like we care about the academic integrity. Well, of you guys these are leaving places. out one advantage they have though the Ivy League, which I didn't even know until Tommy Amaker took over Harvard. You, it's all need-based scholarships, mm-hmm. which you could yeah. do whatever. But the advantage is you can just cut somebody 
or put knock them off the team or you don't oh. you don't have the guaranteed scholarship. So that's what he did to some of the uh, older kids. So these juniors and seniors who were like, oh yeah, I'm very I'm Duke thing, basically yeah. a free ride at Harvard, <laughs> and at any year they can go, yeah. So you're you're not on the scholar on the need based scholarship anymore. That's out. And you give that money to somebody else. It's shady. Tommy Amaker's figuring it out, like how to slowly how to get, but surely. That's the thing. But like, he's not the right guy for it. No, he's figured out the, how to game the Ivy League. But that's not the guy we need figuring out the Ivy League. We need I have a better. Princeton uh, contention for this one. I I don't like Princeton. I don't want them to be good. I, I think <laughs> so, they have the highest uh, douche per student rate in the school <laughs> that I know. Just don't have not had good experiences with Princeton people, and I think it would be annoying if they had a good basketball team. So I well, hope this doesn't happen. They are kind of good right now. They have this like weird like like Kerry Kittles is their you know they have he's their assistant coach there. They have all Kerry these Kittles. Yeah, they have these NBA guys that have come back and like sort of been involved in the program. They've made the NCAA tournaments. They've given some scares. That what they made it the Sweet Sixteen. They almost beat UCLA one time. They almost beat Georgetown one time. I think. Yeah, they have some stories and they some must promise. beat Georgetown on St. Patrick's Day, which was yeah. one of my most exciting college moments. Yeah. So they have these, that was Hoosiers. They have like these that, moments in history that everyone remembers, and then they obviously have the Princeton offense. And basically, everyone is. We were talking about this earlier. Everyone runs the Princeton offense now. It's basically yeah. like there is no there, variations. Yeah, it. exactly. Like there's no positions in basketball anyway. I mean, they don't run the basic like baseline cuts and all that stuff. That's like cookie cutter stuff. But it's basically this, the same thing. So they have this impact on basketball. So if you're smart, you can just sell that and say, "Hey, we don't have a five yeah. man here. We have anyone can play. We'll, we'll play five guards as long as you know we get rebounds and we hustle and we do all this sort of stuff and we can shoot threes. I don't know. There's something to sell there. So, so Princeton is your Ivy League pick because we have to pick one from. I Ivy think if, League. if we're picking an Ivy, like right now, Harvard is kind of is actually like doing it in the Ivy League. Because if I, I could pick say, any I'm, program, it would be. I, I think Princeton's the best suited if you're like if, if you fired every coach in the Ivy League and then now. You're saying, like, reset? what's the best? Like, we're doing a reset. I think Princeton is the best one. Can I make the case for Harvard? Yeah, go ahead. It's in an unbelievable location. Cambridge, that is true. Right next to Boston. It is, it is probably the single best location for a college. It's amazing. Um, they have that Ivy League advantage that we talked about with the scholarships and all the chicanery. It's Harvard. They're, it's like a top three school anyone wants to go to. Mm-hmm. But also, like with the advanced metric stuff, they have all the smart people. They can mm. dip over to MIT. <laughs> they can come up with like Harvard could have figured out the shoot a million threes a game thing like ten years ago. They probably did. They just didn't tell anyone. They were they didn't have the right kids. <laughs> Princeton has a Princeton has Russell Crowe though. Wasn't that kid the, the beautiful Crow, mind? Russell Crowe. <laughs> so we don't think Columbia should be in this mix at all. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. is Columbia Columbia is just dead with sports? That's it. Honestly, no yeah, point, yeah. point in no I, just completely, I completely forget that Columbia even exists. Yes, yeah, because they're, they're so irrelevant. When I think of the, the Ivy League from the South, like the only two schools I thought of ever were Harvard and Princeton, because they're like the only ones we ever talked about. Yeah. So it's like, eh. and we think Brown cool. is Brown is. It's not too crowded. Providence has already got Providence, and Rhode Island's even pretty good as well. You can't have three good teams in Rhode Island. That's and just you can't. Can I say one thing about Princeton? You got David Blatt. Who played on the team mm. with David Duchovny? Okay. So you come back. David Black coaches Princeton. He gets Duchovny as like his cool Hank Moody type. He goes and recruits kids. Goes in the, it's like the new age of the living room. He comes in, puts on the sunglasses, like sweet talks your mom. There you go. Like that's the recruiting pitch of the century. Is like David Blatt, who's coached LeBron, and then you got David Duchovny, aka Hank Moody. The Princeton sell is is exactly what you said. Like they just need to say we like invented modern basketball as you see it today like, yeah. I think that's how they do it yeah. it's easy and we're douchebags <laughs> and then what David Cumbie walks in what, what are your thoughts on Bill Bradley amazing 
just in general is like 50 a, years ago. It, One of the great sports if, books if, of all time. If we're talking about legends at all those other schools. Bill Bradley helps the Princeton how, case. Yeah. I agree. Do you think he has sway in him showing up and like, I don't know. He was... Because I only know him as like this modern iteration of him, which is like obviously a smart guy who's been, you know, like I respect him, but it's like when I'm thinking of basketball legends, he doesn't really come to mind. But he, top, like a top 10 all-time college bar. Yeah. yeah. I think you just he just talking about the impact of his career. He was second guy, I think, to get uh, 2000, 1000 club. And like Oscar Robertson was the first guy like in his yeah. career in college. So definitely on the would have been amazingly fun to play with team. I don't know if he's the starting small forward because I think I would yeah. put the legend there, but he's coming off the bench at least. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. Great sports book too. Well, uh, let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, we'll, we'll we got seven schools left. Yeah, we still have plenty. We, and plenty the of best discussion about. is coming. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's a great tease. All right, part two. We we got a lot more teams to talk about. We don't want to get hung up on all this stuff. So we got the dinosaurs done. Uh, we have the Duke, North Carolina of the West Coast. We, we're going to discuss that, and I think it's not what people would expect. Uh, that we're going to talk about. But that's all coming up in the second part. Uh, any final thoughts, Tyus, before we I, I'm sticking on? by my, my Nebraska pick. In part two, Simmons <laughs> grills me even more on Nebraska. I'm standing by it. Cornhuskers, you should be better. I continue to make the case in part two. Uh, part two coming Friday, is it? Friday. Friday, we'll, we'll release part two. So uh, hopefully if you enjoyed part one. Part two, we get into more power conference teams we get into less of the uh, holy crosses in san francisco's and more of the the teams that you're actually familiar with more so. appetizers that we had in this first one right. it's the full course coming in the second right part. so check that out and uh thank you so much for subscribing hit us up on twitter at club trillion at tate frazier at one shining pod and uh, until next time save the crew